Hey there, Sister Catherine here at Touching the Sunrise podcast with Jeanette for a conversation on the gifts of the Holy Spirit. Hi, Sister Catherine. Hi, everybody listening out there. Yeah, it's great to be again with you. As we've been preparing for this, Jeanette, I've just been reflecting on how important the gifts of the Holy Spirit are. As I look around the world and even the church, to be a Christian today, it seems we need more than ever these gifts of the Holy Spirit. But when I think back, really the last time I really read about them and thought about them, certainly I prayed for them, but really thought about them. I was in the seventh grade making my confirmation. And maybe I read one paragraph on each gift so I could memorize it and pass the test. And today I'm almost 56 and there's something wrong with that picture. <laughs> well, I don't think you're alone, sister. Um, I think that most of us as adult Christians forget about them too. We learn them and then we move on and we kind of think we've got life nailed down and we've got faith nailed down. We've got this sense of, of what it is to be a Christian in the world. But what we really have been doing is getting ready for the gifts that God wants to give us mm -hmm. now through the Holy Spirit. Mm. I want to share with people that um, we're stepping a little bit outside of the traditional order. The traditional order of the seven gifts of the Holy Spirit are wisdom, understanding, counsel, fortitude, knowledge, piety, and fear of the Lord. But we're starting with piety, and they say often that, that wisdom is the highest of the gifts, so it's pretty tough to start with that. We thought that by starting with piety, um, we can start where we as Christians are entering into this process. So we're going to start talking about piety some today, and it, it goes along with the virtue of reverence. And I think this is a really important place to start because a person with reverence recognizes their total reliance on God. It means that you're coming before God with humility and with trust and with love instead of that thing I was talking about earlier where we think we have it nailed. Mm -hmm. But the other thing is often when we think of the word piety or being pious, it doesn't sound all that positive. It sounds like a duty that we have to perform. But I think it's really important for us to start with knowing that real piety goes beyond that sense of duty. It's, it's the duty that we take on because we want to, because we so desire to worship God and to serve God out of love. Jeanette, I think that point about recognizing your total reliance on God is so important. Right. I, I have a little story to tell. Um, I was at home recently, and we were, my parents were doing a little moving. And of course, we've been in that house since I was six. <laughs> so it's over 50 years now. And they've been in that house much longer than I, because I entered the convent and moved out at 15. But it was a moment of real change, of real fear, as we were making that transition with them. And I remember the day that the person came in and jumped out of the car and banged the for sale sign in the front yard. And I looked out and it was like, this is real, this is surreal, but it, the moment is here. And I don't think anybody realized how much loss 
how much um, how much was going to be thrown away, how much had to be given away, how much transition this was going to require. And every time we move things and let things go, you know, a part of you dies. Right. Part of you dies at times like that. And I love to go out and just listen to the birds and, and run down little hallways as a kid. And I learned to cook in that kitchen. And I was loved and I had been loved. There was connection, security, past roots. But now there is just a lot of fear, hoping that the decisions that were being made were the best. And sometimes you can be a little braver when it's regarding yourself. Mm-hmm. But when you're, when you're there with your parents, for your parents, then, then you start to worry, or I start to worry. Did we make the right decision? Is this the right time? Um, how can I be really sure? And, and how can I control the outcome? And how can I know the future? And of course you can't, you do your best, the best with what you know and have at the moment. But it sometimes feels like we have nothing left but just to hope against hope that, that everything works out. And it's that moment when the Holy Spirit moves within our souls to give us something more than hoping against hope. It, it's a gift of the Holy Spirit, it's a supernatural habit that actually has been infused in all of our souls and our baptism. But the Holy Spirit activates that gift at moments like this and helps us enter into this experience of the power of God, of, of relying upon a God that is good. So a gift is more than, oh, I read that in a catechism class. Right. My father said it in a homily or I read it from Pope Francis or whoever, it's, it's something that the Holy Spirit brings about um, in us so that we're, we're immensely moved to this place where we enter into this total, humble reliance on God that allows all the other fears, all the other worries to simply begin to fall away. It's, I, I call the gifts of the Holy Spirit through our experience of them, like the surprises of the Holy Spirit. That's a great way of looking at it. And I love that you mentioned Pope Francis, because when I was first thinking about this, this podcast and praying about it and reading about it, I found that Pope Francis actually has a lot to say about piety. He says it's a recognition of our belonging to God, And he says, it's not mere outward religiosity. It is that genuine religious spirit which makes us turn to the Father as his children and to grow in our love for others, seeing them as our brothers and sisters. So we have this sense of it's not just, this gift is not just for us, but it's also moving us outward to others. Mm. Uh, Jordan Amen, who is, of course, the author of the book, Spiritual Theology, had a similar thought. He wrote, for those who are governed by the gift of piety, the world and all creation are considered as the house of the Father. And I just love that image. Walking through a yard or a house, our convent here, whatever it may be, and it it's all belongs to the Father. Everything in the universe is a testimony, you know, it's a witness to God's infinite goodness towards us. And 
such persons, you know, when we have that gift and we've, we've opened the way for the spirit to more continuously activate it, are able to discover the religious meaning that's hidden in all things, even in a move. That is so beautiful. That's such a beautiful way of putting it. And as I was, I, I, I'm, I keep going back to Pope Francis, I'm sorry, but I just, I just love the way he talks about piety. As I said earlier, he says it's a recognition of our belonging to God, our deep bond with him, a relationship that gives meaning to our whole life and keeps us resolute in communion with him, even during the most difficult and troubled moments. And that's really, I think, key because this gift gives us something to fall back on when things are terrible. This is not the time to start reading theology. When things are terrible, it's the time to rely on something that God's already given you to get you through the situation. I think the gift of piety also is something that, that intimately penetrates our souls so that when we begin to think and act and speak and and reflect on our lives based on the power of the Holy Spirit. And especially in this case, the gift of piety, we can almost like a little child abandon ourselves into the arms of the Heavenly Father. You think of a child in the arms of a father who's loving and caring, and, and that child can just go to sleep. He's calm, he's confident. I think Francis Lieberman is the one who, in, in his writings, gave the image of, of we should be like that child when the father just tosses the child in the air. The child has no question in his mind that when he comes back down, he's going to be caught. Right, right. He has total confidence in that father. And my little story of that move and my preoccupations and my fears and all of our fears it's the gift of piety that allows us to believe that confidence, to have that confidence right. that we're going to be caught on the way down. So that, that gift also allows us to not be preoccupied with, with cares, to not be disturbed, to have this unchangeable peace within us in which the soul asks for nothing and also rejects nothing in what is going through in its experience. And so through the gift of piety, we're not concerned about whether we're healthy or sick, whether we have a long life or a short life, whether we're having in prayer consolations or aridity, whether we're personally being praised or persecuted or blamed, um, whether we're in a state where we're active or we're put in a place where we're more idle. It's, it just allows us to be completely submissive to the will of God and to seek only to glorify God with all its powers, all the energies and faculties and powers that we have. So souls that really live out of this gift where the Holy Spirit is profoundly active, these souls run to God as a child runs to its father. 
That's such a beautiful image. I love the image of running to God or, or of the father tossing the child up and the child knowing that it's going to be caught. As you know, I'm, I'm, I'm half French and I, I always turn to, to Saint Therese de Lisieux and her little way. And she says in it, to remain little is to recognize one's nothingness, to expect everything from God as a little child expects everything from his father, which is exactly the same image you've been using. And Therese understands that so many of the activities we do in life are boring, they're humdrum, they're everyday, they're rote. And yet no matter what we're doing, no matter how humdrum, if we're vacuuming, if we're walking, whatever we're doing, with each present moment, we've got this new opportunity to grow in grace and holiness by performing our duties faithfully and for the love of God. This is just what, what Therese sees is she sees God and the Holy Spirit in every small, tiny moment. And that to me is part of the gift of piety, is being able to have that recognition, not, not in the big moments, but in the small moments, or as, or as Pope Francis said, in the most difficult and troubled moments. And the essence of Therese's sanctity is in exactly in that realization that great love not great deeds is what makes us holy. We are holy because God loves us and we return that love to God. This is what Therese's little way is. And it involves the recognition that God is present in every moment of our lives, no matter how insignificant either that moment is or even how insignificant we feel in the world. Um, so I, I think that the, that whole... Um, you know, we've got this almost through line with all these people we've been talking about to really encapsulate what this gift of the Holy Spirit is. But I'm usually very practical and I want to be practical here for a moment. What does this do for us? I mean, what, what specifically, if we were to, to think of how we, how we live out this gift, to me, what it says is it, it helps us live our lives as full and complete human beings. And so let's think of it as a list. The gift of, of piety draws us to mass. This is why we want to go to mass, not because the church tells us that we should, but because we're drawn to it through our piety and our love of God. The gift also prompts us to pray, even when we may not feel like it, and that is absolutely true. If we only prayed when we feel like, oh, it's time to pray, or or, or I'm just so overflowing with love right now, I need to pray. We probably wouldn't pray as often as piety, this gift of piety draws us into prayer and then gives us so much out of prayer. And then finally, it, the gift calls us to respect the order that's created by God. In other words, not thinking that we know better than God, which I think a lot of us tend to fall into sometimes. And so looking at the order that God created it means that we act it out. We respect other generations. We pray for the dead. We respect God's physical creation. We do all these things not because we've decided this is the way that it should be done, but because God has, and we're respecting that through this gift of piety. I think the word gift is really important to underline here. When you receive a gift, it's given to you. Um, you didn't right. You didn't prepare for it usually, and you can't demand it. Uh, you can't buy it. If you buy it, it's not a gift anymore. It's something that you bought. So 
the image of the gift is really important to keep in mind. So the Holy Spirit has given us this gift and will bring about the development of the gift through our life as a gift. Right. <laughs> However, there are ways in which we can prepare the ground or dispose our souls for the activation of this gift of the Holy Spirit in a deeper way throughout our life. And of course, one of them would be praying for the gifts of the Holy Spirit, even developing a stronger prayer life, reading about the Holy Spirit's gifts. But each gift has a couple things that you can do specifically for that gift to, to prepare the ground for the Holy Spirit to act more powerfully within you. So here are two ways you can dispose yourself for the activity of the Holy Spirit related to the gift of piety. First is to consider all things, even material things, as belonging to the house of God, that beautiful image. So an example would be St. Francis of Assisi, who, who saw and judged all things in this visible world as belonging in some way to the Heavenly Father. The created universe and everything, really everything about our lives, is truly the Father's domain. All things belong to Him. So when we treat all things and every situation as somehow belonging also to God, we grow in union, we grow in respect, we grow in reverence for the Almighty and tender Father. And second, to practice daily a spirit of surrender and trust in God. We can try to do what we can, as I did, as I faced the losses connected with my parents' move. Even though our trust in God won't be perfect, until the gift of piety is intensely activated in us, the practice of striving for an evenness of spirit, because we know for certain that God loves us as a father and cares for us in our daily needs, that will go such a long way to disposing us for the activity of the Holy Spirit's power. Oh, that was so beautiful, sister. I, 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 I'm scribbling notes as you're talking. <laughs> so the Spirit's gift of piety is what helps us to love. It helps us to reverence and worship God as our Father, and it helps us to respect all people as our brothers and sisters so that our service to both God and others will not be burdensome. I just wanted to read a brief passage that's from St. Paul's letter to the Romans, where he says, So I beg you, by God's mercy, to offer your whole lives as a living sacrifice which will be holy and pleasing to God. This is your spiritual worship. Do not pattern yourselves after the ways of this world. Transform yourselves by the renewal of your minds so you will be able to discern what God's will is and what is good, pleasing, and perfect. Thank you so much for that, Jeanette. Let us end with a prayer to the Holy Spirit for this gift. Come, Spirit of piety, 
enkindle in our hearts a love for God and for our neighbors, inspire within us a deep respect for others that leads to real concern, compassion, and care for all those in need. Grant that in serving others, we may serve you. Amen. Amen. The old adage is, you are the friends you keep. So I invite you to become a part of the Touching the Sunrise Heartware community. It's an intentional group of pilgrims on the way to our eternal homeland, where our citizenship already is in heaven. It is a place where you can ask your hard questions and walk with ever-growing strength to your heavenly homeland. In the Heartware community, we live in this veil of tears with a bit of heaven in our hearts. We are all pilgrims on the way, but we don't need to walk alone. So if you have a hard question, I invite you to share it at pauline.org slash hard questions. I'll be posting answers to these questions every other week on my Facebook group and in my newsletter. Sometimes a shift in the way we're thinking comes about with just a word or an idea that spirit inspired just for you. Sometimes someone else's question sparks an insight of your own. It's all good. The Spirit knows the best way to reach each one of us. As always, you can find more support along the way at touchingthesunrise.com. May the Spirit who has been poured out upon you flood your spirit with a new and radiant dawn. God bless.